Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we are just a few short days away from the debut of The Prom on the Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out on the, what is that, the Friday. 11th? Yeah, the 11th. The 11th, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's Friday. I think it comes out at like 3 a.m. That's usually New York the case. time. Yeah, it's usually, yeah, th- it's usually 3 a.m. Eastern. Time. Exactly. Yeah, they usually do it as soon as everyone in the states can have it, essentially. Yeah, in the contiguous states. Let's not forget about Alaska and Hawaii. Thank you very much. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> to all of our listeners in Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah. I, seriously, she doesn't care about you guys. I do. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm very excited about that. I will be um, watching that um, probably before the football game on uh, Saturday morning, I would imagine. Um, unless I can do it Friday night. I might do it Friday night. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm very, very much looking forward to that. I know that there's going to be issues. I know that everybody in the theater community is going to poo-poo it and be cynical about it, but I'm going to enjoy it because it is the prom. Yeah, I mean, that's already our thing, is to poo-poo things and be cynical about it. So I'm looking, you know, I've already spoken many times about the aspects that I'm not looking forward to, which apparently are really bad. So I've braced myself for that. And the rest I'm going to try and enjoy. Yeah. It's it's going to be a movie musical with a bunch of big stars. Those things are always a little wonky. But it's true, still The Prom. True. And The Prom is so lovely in and of itself. I'm I'm yeah. confident that it will shine through. Be a but. very gay holiday season. Thank you yeah. very much. All streaming <laughs> services, apparently. Yeah. Um, but at some point, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because at some point, Ashley, you and I are going to kind of do a whole show on our review for The Prom. That'll probably be next week at some point. So if you want to hear that before anyone else can, you have to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get into the news, Ashley. And let's start with a story that has really been the talk of the downtown theater community in recent days. And that is all about what's happening at the at the Flea Theater, a well-regarded off-off-Broadway theater, or well-regarded at least until now. Mm. This really all started over the summer during the initial outcry around the uh, systemic and overt racism in the theater community. At the time, Flea resident artists accused the company in an open letter of racism, sexism, gaslighting, disrespect, and abuse, all while also exploiting artists who were paid little to nothing for their work. They have this complicated and very large, expansive volunteer program, which is where a lot of this comes from. Then, late last week, the Flea announced that it would be terminating many of its programs for emerging actors, directors, and writers, including the venerated Bats Acting Company. These eliminations will cost dozens of people their positions, both paid positions and volunteer positions, and this reignited the backlash over the Flea. For its part, the company said that these moves had to be done due to financial implications from the pandemic shutdown, but also because they are moving their structure uh, to pay all of their artists. The Flea also invited resident artists to apply for two newly created board positions specifically designated for the artists and committed to having artists involved in both season planning and hiring. 
Now, despite the statement that was released on Sunday night, Ashley, it doesn't seem to have mm. quelled the concerns about the company mm-hmm. as I am seeing more and more social media postings about the poor treatment that artists have received at the flea. You can find a lot of these social media postings in hashtags and accounts um, using the fled. I play on words or I guess more accurately <laughs> letters yeah. uh, about the artists who have left the company on bad terms. Um, Ashley, this is kind of in your wheelhouse of stuff that that you uh, are, are have your finger on the pulse of what are what's really going on here? What's at the crux oh, uh, of these things? I really wish I knew other than just it's e- super complicated. Like it's it it's really compli- messy. It is very it's very messy. It's super complicated and it's very messy. And a lot of it is just uh, you know it all well one it all starts at the top very obviously. And these practices have been going on for years and years and decades. Not just at the flea. I mean this is unfortunately not uh, not a rare thing that happens especially at off-off-Broadway off-Broadway theaters where the the very top is hiring any variation of assaulters of any kind um, and then it's exploitation and abuses and this goes on for years and years and then we get to the point that we're at now with the flea uh, I didn't see anything about like the fled hashtags and social accounts. I did see, so, so I'm not, I'm not really sure what happened as far as social media from what it looked like they purged social media and then somebody took the flea theater social media oh. account. Oh, I didn't see that. Cause there is, but I'm not, I'm not sure cause I don't know what the fleas uh, handle was before, but at flea theater is now a full parody account of oh. <laughs> <laughs> pretending that there's still the flea and their username is flea theater total landscaping, of course. So Very well done. Very it, well that's done. been, that's been going on since the announcement and it's, it's, obviously very insulting in every not the twitter account but it's obviously very insulting in every way that we had this not quite yet a purge but you know at least the at least a semblance of a purge or what was looking to be a purge as far as when theater came back with we see you white american theater and black lives matter movement as a whole and what looked to be like there was at least going to be movement in the right direction with, you know, promising that the resident directors would get pay and have more artistic input into the processes. And now it's just all of that's gone. So <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, no one wanted to take any full responsibility for that to actually happen. And it was just easier for them to say, well, we're not going to do anything than for them to completely overwrite the system that they already had but honestly what else is new that they'd rather take the easy road than the difficult necessary work yeah i mean it sounds almost like the flea is heading for a complete disintegration and like it'll just no longer exist absolutely and they'll take the bones and the people and probably a lot of the money uh and start a new company and try to go under the radar and make sure that people don't realize it's the same group but that seems like that's where that's heading. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was actually, I, I expected, I, I'd seen the, I hadn't gotten a chance to see the New York Times article about it until sometime on Monday. 
And um, when I saw the headline, I thought it was from something from Monday. It was when it was announced last week. But I thought it was something from yeah. Monday that was announcing the disintegration of the whole theater. And I was actually shocked that that wasn't the case at this point. <laughs> no, it was the it was the update from the Sunday yeah, night statement exactly. is what it was. Yeah, I first saw about this story on the We See White American Theater Instagram page, which is where I first got it. So they had um, a story, I think, about, or maybe it was a post or maybe both, um, kind of yeah. detailing some of the things and had some um, people uh, anonymous at that point um, speaking out about their own specific uh, experiences with right. the police. So. I want to, yeah, I want to amend my statement real quick is that, um, the, the, the flea theater social media, the Twitter account still exists as at flea theater. It's just never used. The last time they used it was back in June when it was their statement about how they must like talking about the flea, uh, and, and the bats and everything and how that they were going to start being paid. And then the very next tweet is the new statement from a few days ago or yeah, a few days ago. <laughs> so they've literally quite literally done no other work at this since then. My goodness gracious. <sighs> All right, Ashley, let's head into a real quick break. We are going to turn it over to James to tell you about our sponsor, betterhelp.com. We'd like to welcome a new sponsor to Broadway radio, better help. We have all been through a traumatic 2020, and it's affected all of us in one way or the other. Do you ask yourself, what interferes with your happiness? Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? We could all use some help, and BetterHelp makes it easy to get that help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not self-help, it's professional counseling, and with BetterHelp, you can send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if necessary. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Another thing is, is that there's a broad range of expertise available for which you might not be able to find a counselor locally in many areas. BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, anger, stress, family conflicts, anxiety, LGBT matters, relationships, grief, sleeping, self-esteem trauma, anything that you share is confidential. One thing to note is that BetterHelp is not a crisis hotline. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com Broadway. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Broadway. Once again, we'd like to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring Broadway Radio. Thank you, James. Everyone head over to BetterHelp.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's get back into the news, talking about something that is kind of, in many regards, the antithesis of what we just talked about with the <laughs> fleet, as we got some great news from the Roundabout Theater Company, as they announced yesterday that Tony Award-winning director Kenny Leon will join the not-for-profit's artistic leadership team. As a senior resident director, when I saw the original uh, press release, actually, it said beginning in 2021, I was like, 
why wait? Just do it now. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's in three weeks. So, oops. Yeah. So, anyway, Kenny Leon will join uh, RTC as a senior resident director beginning next month. Leon will be involved in selecting shows for both RTC's Broadway and off-Broadway venues, but also, and, and kind of more importantly for directors, I would imagine, um, the company's workshops and readings that go on all the time at RTC. It, Roundabout's always doing workshops and readings. Yeah. Um, that may or may not eventually become productions. Uh, according to the press release, Leon will also, quote, joined Roundabout senior leadership in developing and nurturing the careers of up-and-coming BIPOC directors at the theater and play a key part in the theater's commitment to anti-racism and increased equity, diversity, and inclusion. Of course, Leon directed the highly acclaimed and Tony-nominated, very possibly Tony-winning, if the Tonys ever actually happened. What's that? Um, yeah. Broadway debut of a soldier's play last season yeah. for RTC. Yeah. Um, actually, for a long, long, long time, Roundabout was as pasty white as you and I are. And mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. so it's nice to see them. Like, they've actually stepped up over the past six months and made strides to remedy that between this, they hired uh, Miranda Heyman and Whitney white right, right. Um, to be part of their artistic teams. Um, so I am very pleased mm-hmm. with roundabout um, uh, to see them not only diversify their artistic staff, but hopefully also begin to diversify the types of things that Definitely. happen on their stages as well. Definitely. Yeah. A, a very much needed thing that happened at roundabout. And as you said, the antithesis for the, the flea story, it's really the exact opposite. Uh, Kenny Leon is one of the best everything that we have in theater. Just a good dude. Yeah. Just a good dude. Great director, great artistic director of his, you know, decade at the Alliance in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the extent that, you know, Things like Aida came to Broadway and, yep. uh, you know, Sister Act. And- Sister Act. Yeah. You mentioned the Soldier's Play, which unfortunately I didn't get to see because it was yeah. so, <laughs> it was so acclaimed that I couldn't get through the doors. So this will be, this is just a really, in a year of thing, like mostly not great news, uh, especially within the theater. This is just, Great, great news. And I'm such a fan and I'm so excited to see what he does at Roundabout going forward. Yeah. After he left the Alliance Theater, he started his own theater company called Kenny Leon's True Colors Theater. And yeah. one of, one yeah. of the best, I lived in Atlanta for six, seven years. One of the best productions of any show that I ever saw was at True Colors. Kenny Leon did not direct it, but Jasmine Guy directed it, who was okay. on the TV show um, Different World for people who are in my age bracket <laughs> and older. Yeah. She's an amazing actress. I saw her in the Alliance's production of uh, God of Carnage as well. But anyway, Sweet. she directed a production of Katori Hall's The Mountaintop back in 2012. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. With, with actors Danny Johnson and Demetria McKenney. Um, nice. Such an unbelievable production. Such a great show. And like you said, Kenny Leon knows what he's doing as a director, but also as an artistic director running yeah. that company, running the Alliance and turning it into one of the, the best regional theaters in the country. Um, he then turned yep. it over to Susan Booth, who has continued to to make it a destination mm-hmm. uh, for both Southeast mm-hmm. Theater and out-of-town tryouts. So I'm um, very excited for Kenny Leon. That is very, very cool. All right, let's move on to some other news. That is also equally cool, Ashley. One of the big stories Ooh. that has happened over the past, I guess, it started on Saturday or Sunday. 
uh, Ars Nova had a 24-hour live stream telethon in which they welcomed over 200 artists to perform and to talk about what their experiences are with Ars Nova. It featured most of the cast of uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. You also saw Tina Fey, Billy Eichner, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Ashley Park, Freestyle Love Supreme, Kira Sedgwick, Brooke Shields, um, Celia Keenan-Bolger, all these people. Um, a ton of folks that have experience working with Ars Nova. Over the course of those 24 hours, they raised over $400,000. We have talked before about how Ars Nova is... Yeah. singularly Notable I don't know if they're Nova technically off-Broadway or off-off-Broadway um, but if I lived in New York this is one of the companies that even if I could get press passes this is one that I would get a season subscription Just, to because I, say, I give all could, your money to them forever yeah, I wouldn't want to miss it. It, it it's such great stuff and they only do a handful of shows a year but right. they've just gotten a second venue um, which was the old Barrow Street Theater but um, yeah. very very cool for them I didn't get to tune in to uh, the telethon because I think it was Sunday mm-hmm. and we were doing this and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. um, like everybody on my timeline was watching it and talking about how great as it was. Should, so. As they should be, yeah, they're amazing. I'm in the same boat that uh, <laughs> theoretically to pay for because I don't ever have money to be able to afford theater. <laughs> this, so thankfully, I'm a theater journalist. Uh, their tech. Uh, you asked if they were off Broadway or off off Broadway. There, as far as you know, their description is off Broadway. Cool. Yeah, and if they're old, like their original space is one of the coolest, weirdest spaces you can be. I saw, um, oh, what was the name of that show? Um, Sings the Songs of the Future. Bo, uh, Bo Weathers, no. Um, uh, Rags Parkland. Rags Parkland sings yeah, Songs yeah. of the Future. Was, it was right there. Yeah, Bo Weathers is another one Bo of the characters Weathers. in the show. That's yeah. another character in the show. Um, See, there you go. Yeah, so very, very cool. But all right, moving on to a similar-ish story. Yesterday, Playwrights Horizons announced that they would be um, distributing $135,000 grants to theater artists and continuing the organization's work centering artists' needs and well-being amidst the turmoil brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. 50% of all funds raised by Playwrights Horizons between Giving Tuesday, which was December 1st, the Tuesday after mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving, through the end of the year, will be allocated to Relief Fund. Also, what is funding these grants, which is unsurprising based on what we talked about yesterday, is the hit presentation of the live stream of Will Arbery's Heroes of the Fourth Turning that Jeremy O'Harris produced given his um, slush fund that HBO presented to him. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, shocking, this is becoming the Jeremy O'Hara Stan podcast. That's what I'm saying. We're going to pivot. 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 Uh, anyway, I never actually watched Friends. But anyway, so another great story. Congratulations. You, m- you both. missed nothing. Okay. Um, <laughs> congratulations to both Ars Nova and Playwrights Horizon. Absolutely. Love them both. Yep. All right. So let's get into the feel good recommendations. Apparently, Saturday Night Live is still a thing that is happening. And is. on Saturday night, um, Cecily Strong and Bowen Yang did a, a sketch in which they parodied. A um, a cabaret yeah. act that happened Boy. at the duplex. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I have never been to the duplex, so tell me how accurate this was. I didn't see it, so I'm really excited to see. It. I didn't even hear it happen because oh. because again, it was Saturday Night Live is still happening. Amazing. Love to see. Love that for them. Uh, 
I, I'm I'm sure it's pretty accurate knowing Cecily Strong and Bo and Yang. Yeah, those are two of the best. Um, and of course, Cecily Strong is now doing a, a TV musical for yeah. Apple, that uh, Brigadoon yeah. parody. So we know she's got some singing chops as well. That's what it is. Yeah, Schmigadoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of Saturday Night Live, there's a little theme here. My other feel-good recommendation comes from Anna Gasteyer, who was yeah. Seth Rodetsky's guest on his live stream concert series. And people forget, not only is she a Saturday Night Live, you know, great, she's also a former Elphaba. So she did a little Wizard and I. Um, I think this is going to be available on demand, but I'm not sure. But either way, you can still see (laughs) her performance of The Wizard and I. Uh, which is very, very cool, and you've got to love Anna Gasteyer. She's great. I've seen her do cabaret shows, Evan. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Didn't get to see uh, Cecily Strong and Bo and Yang do a cabaret parody, but I have seen Anna Gasteyer do uh, the cabaret in New York. Nice. Very, very cool. All right, we will have, obviously, links to both of those in the show notes, and you can check them out there in perpetuity. All right, everybody, that is all that we have. Thank you for the, like, the emphasis that's, on the wrong syllable. The, I was going to say, that's the You ended last night's show with a weird uh, emphasis, too. I'm trying something too, new. So, okay. I'm trying something new. Yeah, yeah just go with it's, it. It's a bit. It's, it's an ongoing thing. It pays it's, to it's come back. It's definitely working for you. Get the sponsorship dollars. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. All right, everybody, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. You can join in on Sundays this week on Broadway. I don't know if they've got a guest yet. It's only Monday as we're recording, so we've got some time to figure that out. But no matter who it is or if it's just the regular panel, you can submit questions and listen live. Everybody have a wonderful Tuesday and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. 